In Jesus' name we pray. Father God, once again, we thank you and we praise you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord, that you have your word to us today. Open our spiritual eyes and our minds, Lord, to receive your word as you want it to be. Let your word have its own purpose in our life. And it is only for your glory. Spirit of God, take control over this hour. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Once again, it's my privilege to stand before you and before God to share God's word. I hope you remember what was the last month's message which I shared here. What is the message? What was the message last week, last month, first? That is on 7th of June. Repentance and salvation. Today, it is part two about repentance. And before I could come here, even from the promise of the week, even the introduction has come to you about repentance. What is repentance? Just before going to this week's message, just a recap about what was said in the last week, last month, last week. What is the biblical definition of repentance, as I said? The repentance is called for throughout the Bible is a directive to the personal, absolute, and ultimate, unconditional surrender to God as a sovereign. Though it includes sorrow and regret, it is more than that, that is, in repenting, one makes a complete change of direction towards God. So there are two repentance, as I said in the last month, even what Jesus started with, his ministry. Jesus said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, Matthew 4, 17. And also I was, it was said that Luke 13, 1 to 5, what God wants us to know from that incident or the parable. So, as a, as a summary in that, just because we have troubles, maybe more than most of the people, it doesn't mean that you are a greater sinner than others. Secondly, just because you are a Christian doesn't mean that you are protected to trouble. Thirdly, when someone else has trouble and you don't, he doesn't mean that you are a better than they are. And if all suffering was due to personal sin, we would all perish because we are all sinners. According to Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. So the repentance that Jesus gives to both events, Jesus is telling them, 
not to judge sin in anyone else instead the sin in your life if not repented of will cause you to perish repentance is essential for salvation as all of us know and repentance is not preached very much in these days that i said even now okay what how we concluded last month last last message sin needs to be confessed and repented sin in your life should break your heart like it does god's heart we have to look at look sin the way god looks at it today when we start with hebrew 6:1 Hebrews chapter 6 chapter verse 1 what is this therefore leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ let us go on to perfection not laying again the foundation of repentance from the dead works and of faith toward God the foundation the repentance is the foundation of doctrine of the christian faith the one of the most important word in scripture is repentance which means a decision that leads to change of mind and then action repentance is not simply a confession of sin alone as you are repeatedly saying people can be happy to say sorry lord i sin but i have no intent of but without intention of changing them that should be a fruit of repentance seen in each and every one so what i want to say repentance is we cannot look at it just like or confess it just like a wish but it should be very specific for an example let us turn to luke chapter 18 verses 9 to 14 luke chapter 18 There is a parable of assistant widow. Is it? Yes. Pharisees and the tax collector. Where what we know from here he was saying about in this parable both of them they pray parable and the parisi as well as the tax collector and uh, we know very well and what we learn from here where it where is starts with why god said this parable verse 9 also he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous 
and despise the other. Someone, that is, the Pharisees are thinking they are better than others. And also, the, as a conclusion, what is concluded? Here, the, 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 the tax collector, what was his prayer? The tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And he concludes that, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So it is a just a sample. It is not everything. This is not for us. It is just for you as a non-Christian and a humble before God and saying that be merciful to me. It is not just as simple as it is written there. There is much more that is a sample. That's what I want to sing. So the parable of in this Further, when you go through, why I say this, the children should be very specific in our confession. For example, 1 John 1 9, what do we say? 1 John 1 9. It is written totally for believers. And who is writing? He is a child and he is a servant. What did he say? If we, including himself, Confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us, including himself, our sins, not sin, our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What do you understand? Do we think that we are no more sinners? We are saints, we are believers. We are a child of God, and there is no sin in us? No. It is written, who, we, who has written, to whom it is written, and what is the context of this? If you don't understand, let us go on some more. And here, it is very specific means, we confess our sin. Not for somebody else. We confess our sins. When we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us turn to Hosea chapter 14, verse 1 to 4. It is a more specific. Hosea. It is about in the Old Testament. It, is a, it speaks about the Israel. What it says, verse 1. O Israel, return to the Lord, you are caught. For you are stumbled because of your iniquity. It is an open call. It is an open call for everybody. Call. Secondly, the word says, takes a word, he says, 
take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all iniquity. Receive us graciously, for we will offer the sacrifice of our lips. Again, it is little bit saying that what to say. First of all, it is an open call. Oh, Israel, the whole nation, return to the Lord. Then he says, how do you return? Take your word with you and say to him. Even the third verse says, more specific. What he says, Asriyash shall not save us, that is, as we are trusted in other, we are done. We will not ride on horses. We are trusted in our own strength. Nor will say any woe to the work of our hands, physical strength. You are, but you are our car. For in you the fatherless finds mercy. So when we confess what we hear, we understand here. When we repent before God, when we say sorry for it, it is not just general. Be specific. In our prayer also, we should be specific. Then it is one of the reasons why our prayers are not answered. If we don't be specific in our request, God doesn't know. Just gentle prayer, it, 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 it takes time. But even though He knows, God wants us to go to Him very specifically. As we have a relationship with Him, first of all. And here, and our confession should also be specific. Then, what is the blessing? The promise what gives? Verse 4. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. For my anger has turned away from him. What was the promise of this week? He will turn away all from all our iniquities. Here God says, I will turn away all. Here he says, turn away from him. The anger which he has upon his children, his people, that will be turned away. So specific Prayer, the repentance, is most important. Let us go to one more example from the New Testament. First Corinthians chapter ten. First Corinthians chapter ten. Actually, from six to eleven we can, but let us see from first what he says about. It is speaking about. He is God's children, our forefathers. In the Old Testament, what they have done. I like here, it is the, let me see. Moreover, from one, moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware, unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud. All passed through the sea. You count how many all are there. Verse 2. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food 
and all drank the same spiritual drink. And they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But, he separates, but with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. That is the first part of the story. But, with most of them, God was not well pleased. But you know, all our forefathers, all passed through the sea, all were baptized, all ate the spiritual food, all drank the same spiritual drink. Everything is together. Just imagine. What, is, what, what about a baptism? During our baptism, what do we remember? As they were baptized through the Red Sea, we were also baptized through water as an identity. As God set them free from the bondage of Egypt, God has also set us free from the bondage of sin in the present world. Always we compare ourselves with our forefathers or with the other blessed children, the Israelites. The same thing here. But let us see the second part of it, what it says. Verse 6. Now, why it is written? Now, these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. That is one sin. Verse 7. And do not become idolaters as were some of them. Verse 8. Nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them. Verse 9. Nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempt her. 10. Nor complain as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyers. Now, all these things happened to them as an example, and they were written for our admonition upon whom ends of the age have come. Paul should have written altogether the same. Like, he did not write like, or he should have write like, do not lust, do not adultery, do not be sexual immorality, or do not tempt God, or do not be murmuring. No. One by one he has written there. He did not hesitate to write or reluctant to put them, brought them together, compare every place he writes as a, what he says, verse 6. Now this, seven. Do not become, sorry, first. Do not lust after evil things as they were lusted. Do not be idolaters as they were. Why? So they were all baptized. We are all baptized. We are all saints. We are all your children. They are Spiritual children. 
We are all, even now, the present spiritual children to God. And we are, even in the, in the list, we are before them. If you look at the, the uh, faith, saints of the faith, um, saints in the chapter 11 of Hebrew, we are in the first place. So, in that case, our, so these are all the things where we fail. And the Bible is very clear. So, in this case, we should examine ourselves. Self-examination is very much important. That is possible through our meditation and our Bible reading and our meditation. You may have the question. If we, if, if we wanted to confess or repent for our sin, it has happened to. Usually, whenever we come to the Lord, accept the Lord Jesus Christ, first thing we should know is, First, we should accept and identify and believe that we are sinners. We are born sinners. Then when we ask for repent before God, we should know what to repent. I had the problem. I asked the Lord. Unless you reveal to me, how can I repent? God reveals to me. I confess it. That's why boldly I am standing here and I say that. So we should ask. What to Pray for what to confess it, what to repent for. Some of you may not be knowing that what are the what to confess for. Let us turn to Proverbs chapter six, sixteen to nineteen. Chapter six, sixteen to nineteen. Six things the Lord hates. What are they? A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swept in the running to evil, false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. Six sins or seven sins things are there. Let us turn to mock. Chapter 7, 21 to 23. Chapter 7, 21 to 23. There are 13 sins it is recorded here. From them... Within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, murderers, thefts, consciousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. Some more. Romans chapter 1, 
29 to 32, there are 22 sins here. Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliceness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, they are whisperers, backbiters, hate, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, enviers of evil things, disobedient to the parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who unknowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only to the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Why I go through this list? It is, the list is going on. Even Galatians, as of all of you know, chapter 5, 19 to 22, another 17 sins are there. Some of them may be repeated. But, why it is separated? One more, I will read. Second Timothy, chapter 3, verses 2 to 5. Second Timothy, chapter three, two to five, eighteen cents are there. Almost the same. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, bosses, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, Despisers of good, traitors of and uh, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from, from such people turn away. Just think about it. All this list. Is there anything is in you? In us, do we identify it specifically to confess before God, repent before Him? Why it is? What is the outcome of it? Why God wants us to very specifically all these things were written? In Psalm 19, what is the result? Let us see. Psalm 19, 12. Nineteen twelve. Who can understand his error? Cleanse me from secret faults. Who can understand? 
who can understand? And he is saying, cleanse me from secret faults. Even when you look one word before, verse 11, Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is a great reward. So, reading and meditating the word of God as it is exposing a mirror reflects our sin. When you are, how much we are, love the word, read and meditate, that much transparency we will have to know about ourselves. As we stand before the mirror every day, I do not know how many times you stand before the mirror, but at the same time you compare how many times we read the word. How much we read the word. I think some of them maybe, we spend time more before the mirror, the normal mirror, physical mirror, to set ourselves perfect, than sitting with the Word of God. You know about it? Am I right? How frequently we are looking at the mirror? Some of us, we carry mirror with us, with our bags, with our pockets. Why? Every time, wherever before, just we have to set ourselves right. You just imagine, apply the same principle with the word. How much knowledge we have. If we have that, all the scripture, what we read now, this will definitely convict us. Because... If we have the same true Spirit of God in us, as we believe, the same Spirit will convict you, definitely. There's no doubt about it. The Spirit of God is not only here when you come. The Spirit of God is always in you. That's what we believe it. The Spirit of God is with us, in us, upon us. He was given to us as His promise. Am I right? If you believe, say amen to that. If that is true, definitely their same spirit will reveal himself to you and also remind you and convict you of your sin, the list which you have gone through. So, our mirror, see, even our mirror, even we take time to clean up the mirror, so that we can see perfectly. Right? We keep our mirror, even in the bathroom, very clean. Why? We should see ourselves very clear. How much or how far we thought of checking ourselves, cleaning ourselves. God wants us the clean heart, the pure heart. God is holy. God wants us to be holy. And the holiness can be measured only through our Savior Jesus Christ. So how, what, how He lived the same way He wants us to live. So reading and meditating the Word of God as it is exposing as a mirror to reflect us where we are before God. All these things are 
once again as he started with the first song what was the first song first then no more condemnation so these things are why we speak this is not for condemnation this is for conviction not to condemn everybody anybody all the scriptures are here not to condemn you the spirit of god will always convict you if you allow him to work in your life definitely the spirit of god will convict you amen self examination how many of us have that habit of self examination always used to say when i was young i used to take the children or even to teach the sunday school the first thing i used to i taught them was the personal prayer personal prayer is more 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 important than any other prayer why i say that i used to teach them in the sunday school in the evening i used to take them to house to house about five houses to pray to sing some song and pray with them at last they come to my home and we will used to pray apart from that i used to have a personal prayer in the morning and the evening i encourage them personal prayer is most important why in the corporate prayer we will not examine ourselves there is no no one will confess here for an example i cannot confess here lord i did this thing i did that thing and please forgive me even in the even though it is a family prayer in the night and there there is a parents and the brothers and sisters are there in the middle we never used to confess about our sins but we have all freedom when we have a personal prayer there we will examine ourselves and say this is what i did it whom i met it what i spoke what is wrong so that way it is possible in, in a, what is the morning prayer or what is the evening prayer morning prayer we commit ourselves before the lord whatever the things we are going to face what are the things we surrender to him and go and also the most important thing is we should surrender our every part of the body our eyes our ears this is what thought as i was young in the sunday school our hands our foot even our heart we surrender and we go out when we come in the evening again we have to recollect and uh, and remember what all the things what all the things you have seen what all the things you heard what all the things you spoke what are the things you did what are the places you walked and that is the self examination there you confess before you go to sleep that is the self examination this was thought as we also was young how many of us today having the practice of self examination in our day to day life if we are if we have definitely definitely there is no instance we should have a 
victorious life. So, in the Ten Commandments, Ten Commandments is always just a look about Ten Commandments. The first four are shows about, speak about the relationship with God. What are they? You shall have no other God but me. You shall not make for yourself any idol, nor bow down it or worship it. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. You shall not, you shall remember and keep the Sabbath day holy. These are all in relationship with God. And the rest six are in relationship with people. So when you have remembered this, first of all, the Ten Commandments, and if you have that, use that as a checklist for your self-examination, you will never miss any of the things. What is the fifth one? Respect your father and mother. Whatever the sins what I listed, uh, they are all covered in Proverbs 6, 16 to 19, 7 things. Mark 7, 21 to 23, 13 sins. Romans 1, 29 to 32, 22 sins. Galatians 5, 19 to 22, 17 sins. 2 Timothy 3, 2 to 5, 18 sins. These are all the samples. When we compare this, when you remember this Ten Commandments, everything is under it. So here, respect your father and mother. You must not commit murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not give false evidence against your neighbor. You must not be envious of your neighbor's good. You shall not be envious of his house or his wife, nor anything that belongs to your neighbor. So all these things are related with the people of the world whom we are dealing with our day-to-day life. So, what God expects us, we should have right standing before God. In God's sight, we should be sinless. At the same time, in the sight of people, in relation with the people, we should live a life, blameless life. That is what God expects us. Even this morning, and there is a conversation, and I was saying about God has asked us to be a light in this world. What? Beware from the darkness. Beware in the light. Now God says, you are the light to this world. How? That cannot be hidden. People could see. Bible also says that we should be uh, uh, always bearing fruit. The fruits are always evident. It is outside. None of the fruits are hidden under the earth. Fruit should be in us. People should see. God says, you see, you are the salt of this world. Salt, salt should be influenced. No identity. Influencing the people. So in that case, we should live a life which will please Him. And to live a holy life, the repentance is the foundation. Day-to-day life, there, there should not be any day without repenting. Even that is a model prayer for repentance in the Bible. A very classic example of a personal prayer of repentance is Psalm 51, where the King David prays. And if it is for the nation, 
repentance it is in daniel chapter 9 let us see psalm 51 how he is specific in his confession psalm 51 what is he says verse 1 how mercy upon me o lord according to your loving kindness according to the multitude of your tender mercies blot out my transgressions wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin see the how specific he is in his confession for i acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me very classic example for personal confession personal prayer the question comes to is we should not be again vaguely kind of forgive my sins if i done anything before you or before man please forgive me no don't be vague be specific when you do the personal the specific confession that will lead you into blessings let us see some other examples from the old testament genesis chapter 3 start with 7 to 10 about our forefathers are the first father adam what he has done Genesis chapter 3, 7-10. You know, I need not tell you the whole thing. Here, when God was there, let me get, read, um, yeah, verse 8. And they heard, Adam and Eve, heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. and adam and his wife hide themselves from the presence of the lord god among the trees of the garden then the lord called to adam and said to him where are you adam so he said pay attention to that i heard your voice confession and the repentance i heard your voice in the garden and i was afraid because i was naked and i hid myself and he said who told you that you were naked have you then it goes on so what we learn here do you think that god doesn't know where adam is he knows it why you should ask him adam where are you the purpose is god knows that where adam is but god wants to know adam to know he is hiding in his presence god wants him to know and say that see he is telling the truth i have sinned 
I am hiding from your presence. Second, about Jacob. Genesis 32, 24 and 28. Genesis 32, 24 to 28. Overnight, Jacob was wrestling with God. And God asked him, What is your name? Do you think that Jacob, uh, God doesn't know his name? He knows his name very well. He knows his name, but still he was asking, What is your name? God wants to know, Jacob to know, know that he confessed before God, I am Jacob, I am your teacher. When he confessed the truth, God blessed him and made him as a nation. You are Israel, because you said the truth. Even today you know what is Israel is, where is Israel is. From where it has come. One confession, repentance, straightforward. I am Jacob. He is cheater. He is not ashamed of. Today, that is the greatest nation among the world. As Adam said the truth, he was blessed. That's why we are all here. He became the forefather. Then all the authority was given to him. And he was, even though cursed, what? The land was cursed, the serpent was cursed, not Adam was cursed. Of course he was chastened. But that's why he became the mother, all our mothers, and he became the father. One more. Even the New Testament. About the Samaritan woman. John 4, 16. And there was a conversation before the Samaritan woman, between the Samaritan woman and the Lord Jesus Christ as the disciples went away. What Jesus was telling about the living water. When she asked, give me that living water. What has happened? Jesus said, go. Verse 13. Proverbs 28 verse 13. A specific guideline is given here. He who covers his sins will not prosper. But whoever confesses and not only confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. So, only when you are Specifically confessed it, it is easy for you to forsake them. Only when we are specifically confessed, you will understand the root cause about your failure. Even verse 14, 28, 14, what it says, Happy is the man who always reverent, but he who hardens his heart, will fall into calamity. The one who specifically confesses and forsakes his sin, he becomes always reverential. Fear before God. That gives him safe. The Bible says that blessed state of a man. That's what is the verse 14 says. Happy is a man who always reverent. Always he will be appreciative, reverential, 
How? That's why it says, 13, we should confess and forsake it. So another reason why we are supposed to confess our sin before God is, and what extent we realize our sinfulness, that extent we show our love to God. We show our love to God. We always say that God loves us. God loves us. God loves you? Did God love you? Is it once and for all? God loves you. God, when we say God is good, God is good all the time, God is good, God is love all the time, always I used to put a reverse. Do you love God? How much you are good to God? If you ask this question, every day, I don't think you will have a hidden sin in you. If you love God, how do you show that you love God? Following His commandments, obeying His commandments, the more you obey, it shows more you love Him. The more you have a transparency with God, Confessing, repenting and confessing before God, definitely you have your, you show that you love him so much. Simple example I used to tell to the children. So, how do you say that you love your parents? The parents are always, the children are always demanding parents, they are not showing love. Am I right? Hello? We are also, no one can say that I am not, not a child. You are, we are all children. If you say amen to that, believe, amen to that. Are you children? Yes. What do you expect from your parents? All your children. You, all of, all of us, we expect our children to be obedient to us. The same way God the Father always expecting us to obey to Him. As simple as that. Whatever you expect from your children, you expect that God is expecting from you. You don't like your children to lie to you. The same way God doesn't like. Everything. So, dear children of God, the message maybe looks very simple, but it is very deep and it is very important, repentance, and it is very fundamental for a Christian as we have started with with a repentance, we became a child of God. And what is exalted and highlighted today and I emphasize to us is, it is not once and for all, it is on daily basis. And our repentance should be very specific. None of us are exempted. As we know that we have to work out our salvation till the end, the same way we should repent God for all the days of our life. Let's close our eyes. Father God, once again we praise you and we thank you for this hour. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your children. Lord, we are very much privileged to be in your house, to hear your word again, again, again. As you have spoken to us, help us to keep this word in our heart. Lord, help us to follow you and to obey you, Lord, in everything what you want us to do. 
Lord, we come with the rest of the others. Lord, as we are going to take part in this communion, Lord, be with us. Open our spiritual eyes and mind and help us to understand the truth and the purpose of it so that, Lord, none of us will partake in this table unworthily and we will celebrate the victory and the freedom what you have given to us. In Jesus' precious name we pray. As we are going for the last table, the time is short. Once again, I will read from First uh, Corinthians chapter 11, from verse 22. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, that the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, that is, my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after the supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, will be guilty of the body and the blood of the law. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, nor discerning the lost body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many are asleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. And when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. Once again, dear children of God, it is a reminder for us as you are to, to come before the Lord, this table. This table is prepared for God's children. Those who are accepted Him as the Lord and Savior in their life, and also obey the Lord into waters of baptism. Even even though we are believers, as God has spoken to us today, and the scripture says very clearly, we have to examine ourselves. Just go home and read the scriptures what was quoted, what are the sins. And even now, remember, even if you have any unforgiven sin in you, and if you feel that you are unworthy to take part, better to stay back. And if you are led, yes, this is preferred for me. I am right. My according to your conscience. If you are right, you are free to come. Again, as I remember, this is the ordinance of your New Testament churches. And it is a commandment from the Lord that we should do it. That is why repeatedly it is said, do this, do this, and do this. And it is always, it is a memorial. And we remember, not only the Lord Jesus Christ who, who prepared this table before his death, and also in the Old Testament, the Passover day. Well, how, when the, his children were delivered through the Passover day, night. And we remember that, and we remember it was prepared by the Lord to his children. And also we remember his sufferings, his death, 
His resurrection and also His coming. And also it is given to us as a, as a, as a proclamation, or I expected as, I commanded as, to proclaim His death to the world. No, the Bible never says that about His birth. But more than that, He speaks about His death. The most of the, the New Testament speaks about the death of Christ. So we are the witnesses. So we are commanded to proclaim the Lord's death till He comes. And we remember He has died for our own sin, personally. And also, when we come, we should come with reverence. It is not casual. It is not, you are not forced to come. And it is not mandat- uh, like a mandatory for everybody. It is for very specific pur- people for a specific purpose. And it is, of course, it is to celebrate. And, uh, but at the same time, we should have fear of God. More than all, examine yourself, as I said from the beginning. And if your conscience says, you are free to come and take part in the Lord's table. And as the ushers are going to guide you, just cooperate with them and come in order to take part in this. Let's pray for the table. Father God, once again we thank you for the table which you prepare for us. Lord, we take the authority in the name of your son Jesus Christ to bless the bread and the wine. And as we are going to take part with you and among us, Lord, let us share the blessings. Let us share the freedom that you have given to us. And also remember, help us to remember. Lord, remind us about our sins and also to remember that you died on the cross and you are buried and you are risen and you are going to come. Father, help us to obedient, as you are going to do, as an obedient to your word. Lord, help. Lord, bless each and every one of us who is going to take part in this. And bless the table once again. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench the thirsting in my Amen. 
Let's, let's take a moment to just thank God for all that He's done for us. Talk to God right now. You've heard the word. Many of you have partaken of the Lord's table. And I believe we would have examined ourselves. So let us just come to God with a grateful heart. This is your conversation with God. Just talk to God. Just thank Him. If there's nothing else we are doing today, just thank Him. For all that He's done for us. Maybe some of us would like to go back home and refer all those scriptures to see those lists of wrongdoings. Do we need to examine ourselves further? Maybe we just need to ask God, God, where am I going wrong? Where am I messing up? God, reveal it unto me. Cleanse my heart. Because in multiple places in the Word of God, we are instructed to walk righteously. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 5 says, The righteousness of the blameless will direct his ways aright, but the wicked will fall by his own wickedness. Proverbs 12 chapter verse 5, The thoughts of the righteous are right. But the counsels of the wicked are deceitful. Just talk to God right now that you want to be on the side of the righteous. We have heard extensively today. And as you have partaken of the Lord's table, you have examined yourselves. So let's just say thank you, Father. Because truly we need to be a church which is thankful, which is grateful for what God is doing. Church, take a minute to talk to God. It's your personal time. Talk to Him.
In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we just want to say thank you once again, Lord Father, because truly you have touched our hearts, Lord. You have ministered into our inner person, Lord Father. Father God, it's for us now to choose whether we want to walk in the way of the righteous or the wicked. But Father God, we pray, Lord, that none of us here would choose to go the way of the wicked, Lord. But we would all choose to put our hands in your hands, Lord, so we can walk as the righteous. Father God, we have fallen down so many times, but we thank you, Lord, that you have picked us up every time as we have cried to you, Lord. Father God, we pray, Lord, that you create in us a new heart, a clean heart, a cleansed heart, Lord Father, that we will be right with you, Lord Father, at all times. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Thank you, Father, for the way you're ministering to unto us. And we thank you, Lord, for our pastor who you use this day, Lord Father, to bring unto us this foundational truth, Lord Father. Yes, Lord, you. You want us to have our foundations right, Lord, and we are grateful. We give all glory to you. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to anoint our pastor, bless him and sister, and we pray, Lord, that you will continue to use them mightily in this place, that your presence will be mighty upon them and you will continue to teach us through them, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, let's stand to share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.